How's it going, everybody? This is uh, your host, Ralph Wentz, on the Bump the Mat podcast. It's currently 7.44 on Thursday evening, as us on the East would like to say. Um, Doing this podcast at, or in Collington, a very beautiful place. Uh, Sun's going down, you get to see the sunset, and I don't know if anybody has told anybody, but... North Carolina or the Outer Banks is known to have the most and most beautiful, best sunsets in the entire world. So, getting to topics at hand, something that some things I'd like to talk about, and I'm just I'm just gonna try to keep it short, keep it simple, keep it sweet, short, sweet, and simple, and talk about a few things. I know how I am. I'll go off topic until I get my timing right. And figure out this whole podcast thing. I'm just going to keep it short, simple, and sweet. But I want to, you know, like I said earlier, this podcast will contain nothing but WWE content. That means Monday Night Raw, Tuesday Night SmackDown Live, and I'll hit on a little bit of NXT um, if I get around to it. (coughs) Excuse me. But the first one I'd like to talk about, the you know, this is like... I'm doing this one for like a pre pre WrestleMania 35. So a lot's been going on the last couple months uh, with this, and I don't know how I feel about it. To be honest with you, um, I love both of these superstars. I grew up watching them when I was young um, in what they call now the PG era. Um, to the little kids now, but (sighs) Triple H and Batista, now, I think them adding the stipulation that Triple H puts his uh, career on the line, I think that was a good good thing to do, Um, it definitely, I think, pulled in more people, rather than just having it an exhibition, or what you might call it, a... uh, impromptu match I think him putting his career on the line or in-ring career on the line against Batista definitely gave it a little bit more of a different feel to this match now like I said I'm a little conflicted of how I feel so if you want to drop any comments or um, find a way to get in touch with me via Facebook or Twitter um, I'm at Twitter at Jamie Wentz um, you'll find me. I got a picture of me and my wife and my kids. Um, and just let me know what you think and how you feel about this match. Because, like I said, I'm a little conflicted. Like I said, I like I like both uh, competitors in in this match, but the re the reason why this match is going on, I just don't know. Because I would have much rather liked to see The Rock versus Triple H or somebody else i'm not a i'm not a huge batista fan but i think i'm gonna be rooting for him this go around although my wrestling obsession tells me that i should go with triple h because 
it kind of feels like a Shawn Michaels, Ric Flair type deal. Um, and this, you know, obviously started, if you're a WWE fan, it started with uh, Batista dragging Ric Flair out of a, a dressing room on his 70,000th birthday celebration on Raw a couple weeks ago. But, like, I don't know. I'm just conflicted on this one. But, like I said, if you can find me, um, I'm on Facebook, at Ralph Wentz. Go to my page, drop a comment. Just to, you know, let me know that you've heard this segment on Anchor um, or on Apple iTunes or Spotify. Wherever you've heard this, let me know where you've heard it from. And then drop a comment. Um, I'd love to get your info and input on it. So, um... Maybe I can change my mind with one of your guys' comments. So, on to the next one I've got. I've got the Raw Tag Team title match. Now, I just saw on Facebook via um, what's going on at WrestleMania. Maybe it's a pre-show match. I didn't really look into it, but I did see picture a picture of the Revival versus Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder for the Tag Team Championship. Now... Tell me if I'm wrong, viewers and listeners, that it just seems like they're bypassing the tag team, both SmackDown Live and Raw tag team champions off this year. Um, it just seems like they're not they're not doing much with it, and that's a shame because Jimmy and Jay Uso are probably the best tag team in all of wrestling, Ring of Honor, New Japan, uh, AEW. I mean, every promotion out there that you can think of, I think Jimmy and Jay will probably be more competitive and, in my opinion, 100% better in, in any topic you can bring up describing tag team champions or tag teams at all. They just ho they just hold themselves to a higher caliber to everything else, and I think that's what's missing with the rest of the roster. But, anyway... The Revival versus Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder. Now, obviously, Kurt Hawkins hasn't had the best uh, go-around as far as winning matches, considering he has not won a match. Zack Ryder, on the other hand, a couple years ago, won the Intercontinental Championship match at WrestleMania, I think, 32 in Dallas uh, in that ladders match. So, And that was a pretty exciting time, because as a, as a fan... You hear the backstory on it where Zack Ryder, you know, did all this work, did did paid his dues and did this and did that, and finally got to where he wanted to be and won the Intercontinental title. Uh, I think, unfortunately, he lost it the next night to The Miz. Uh, but for, for a fan, you want to see that because you think of Zack Ryder, uh, the Long Island Iced Z. He's got his own YouTube show. Um, you know, pretty much just promoting himself on the YouTube show and, and taking over YouTube for a while. But this was a guy that I think, like Kurt Hawkins, was going to get brought in to do just the bare minimum and and not go anywhere. But Zack Ryder ended up winning the match at WrestleMania 35 or 32, and the crowd went nuts. Because we were all expecting, I think, The Miz or somebody else to win at that time. And Zack climbed up there, pushed The Miz off, and grabbed the title and won. And had a big celebration with his dad inside the ring. And it got kind of emotional. you know. And like I said, as a fan, I think you want to see that. 
that kind of emotion out of a out of a superstar and because let's just face it if you're fans of WWE you want to be a WWE superstar there's no ifs ands or buts about it i'm 27 years old and i'm still chasing the dream i've got friends that are 50 something years old and still chasing the dream but anyway Zack Ryder wins the Intercontinental Championship and then what do you know? He goes back and takes a picture with Scott Hall. Now, like I said, if you know the backstory of this, you you see Zack Ryder when he was a little kid taking a picture with the Intercontinental at the time, Scott Hall. So, a couple years, you know, some odd years later, 20, 30, whatever it was, he finally gets his chance to take his picture as a champion with Scott Hall, his childhood hero. And again, it just got emotional. And it really just means a lot because it just shows you if you work hard and you pay your dues, no matter which way it is, you'll you'll get to where you want to go. And that's with anything, not just wrestling. But again, with this match, my, I think I'm going to pick Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder because, like I said, Kurt Hawkins hasn't won any matches since uh, he got re uh re-signed by WWE and it is in New York so Long Island IZ Kurt Hawkins I'm thinking Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder win this match and beat the Revival to become the Raw Tag Team Champions now I will say uh I don't expect this to last very long uh the reign to last very long so I'm guessing they lose it in a week or so to, um, let's just say, Ricochet and um, Aleister Black. Which we'll get to them on another another segment. Uh, because I think they're really awesome. And I think they're heading in the right direction as far as uh, superstars go. But on to the next match I have. I have Bobby Lashley versus the Demon Finn Balor. Finn came on Monday and said that Finn's demon is going to be Bobby's nightmare. And you know what? Finn's demon has a has a record of winning. So this has gone on for a while now. <coughs> excuse me. Where they're just doing something with the Intercontinental title that just just doesn't scream prestigious, I guess I should say. So I I would like to see every title, just not the Universal, just not the the women's uh, championship match, just not the WWE World uh, Championship, but I would like to see every title get used to its full potential, and it just hasn't seemed like they're they're doing much with the Intercontinental, bouncing it back and forth between Finn Balor and Bobby Lashley, and I just I really hope as a fan I don't want to keep seeing the same old stuff. And like I said, this has been going around for uh, probably three or four months. Royal Rumble, even maybe. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I I don't know how exa- exactly how it's been going on, how long. But it just seems like they're bouncing it between Bobby Lashley and Finn Balor. Usually, when that happens, one person ends up being dismissed from the company and or gets a push to become a universal champion or um with the superstar shakeup that's going to be happening soon in April uh maybe they go to smackdown and face whoever the champion is at the time um 
which segues me into this, but I'm going to give you my prediction on this match first. I think the Demon walks out winner of that match and gets a a semi-good push until um, Seth Rollins and Brock Lesnar end their little thing. Hopefully it ends, and that segues me into this next um, this match I have and want to talk about. And that is Brock Lesnar versus Seth freaking Rollins. You know, Monday Night Rollins, I think, finally ends the masquerade that Brock Lesnar has put over the WWE Universe and finally ends the Beast's run as Universal Champion. So, how I see this match happening, I may... I'm really conflicted on saying maybe there might be an interference. Um, do I think, really, can Seth Rollins beat Brock Lesnar? No, I don't. I don't think that at all. But, given the storyline and uh, being a fanboy of WWE, I I feel like Seth Rollins may walk out Universal Champion. Now, that brings the question, what's going to happen for that to happen? So... There's no possible way that Seth Rollins beats Brock Lesnar with a curb stomp finisher. Even though it happened on Monday, obviously we want to play into storylines here, and Brock Lesnar was down for a total of a couple seconds after Seth held up the, the title and showed the WWE Universe that, you know, game is over, Brock Lesnar. It's time for Seth freaking Rollins to come over and take over Monday Night Raw once again. But where I see this going, though, is Seth winning the title at WrestleMania 35 in New York. And then, honestly, I hate to say it, but if Bobby Lashley loses, I'm thinking maybe Bobby Lashley gets put in the title picture immediately. I don't think his stint with WWE is going to be as long as maybe he even planned it, and definitely not as long as what the I think WWE Universe had even planned. So I think he gets shoved into the title picture very soon after his loss to Finn Balor. Um, if not, I really hope they, I hope WWE can really do something with Braun Strowman because if he wins the Andre the Giant. Andre Gi- Andre the Giant Battle Memorial, uh, over the top memorial um, match. They they gotta ha- they gotta do something with him. They they have to capitalize on Strowman right now because his time honestly should have been last year, or with the the Money in the Bank. Um, that there's no way they can. I'm guessing there. I mean, there is obviously a way. Vince McMahon is smarter than all of us uh, humans put together on this planet. But I feel as a fan, if they don't capitalize on Braun right now, then his time will ru- just run stale, and and the universe will run stale on him as well. I, I love Braun. Uh, I I think he's a great superstar and could be a great title holder. Um, but the whole best in the world Saudi Arabia battle royal or whatever they had over there, him winning that just didn't scream that he was going to be put in a title picture, you know? And unfortunately that didn't happen. 
But if they, I, th I think if he wins, it might even be a triple threat at the next pay per view they may have with uh, Seth, Bobby, and and Strowman, and and I think Seth holds on to this title until SummerSlam. Uh, what they're gonna do there with him, obviously, I don't know. Um, I'm just gonna say for for purposes of cutting this whole thing shorter than what I, you know, don't want to run longer than usual or run longer than I had planned. But I, I, if I had to say, I had to say, you know, Strowman and and um and Seth at SummerSlam uh, this year in 2019. But uh, that leads me to to keep saying that. I just I think Seth walks out of WrestleMania 35 with the Universal title around his waist, uh, and I don't think there's going to be any shock and awe to it. Really, um, he's going to have to do something major to keep the beast down, and hopefully he does. And we'll just have to see. I mean, time after time, it's proven in the last couple months where. You know, you had AJ Styles versus Brock Lesnar. You had Finn Balor versus Brock Lesnar. You had who else? Uh, I can't think of it now, obviously. But um, you had all these small guys go against Brock Lesnar, and they just didn't match up. And Seth Rollins, even though he's a big dude, he's a small guy compared to Brock Lesnar. And it, uh, if Brock Lesnar wins, What's going to happen after WrestleMania 35? I mean, there's a whole lot of questions in this in this match that need to have answers um, either answered at WrestleMania 35 or answered at the Raw after WrestleMania 35, which we all know is historically um, better than all Raws put together in the whole year. So we'll see what happens. But moving on to my next match, and this is for the WWE world title, Daniel Bryan versus Kofi Kingston. Now, obviously, if you've watched the last month or two, Kofi has been put through the ringer and put through the ringer and put through the ringer and put through the ringer. This guy seemed to have the best chance to win and been put in the picture and put in place to face Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania, but lo and behold... Vince McMahon, the mastermind of w all WWE things. Just when you thought Kofi Kingston was going to reach in and, and, and grab that brass ring, Vince McMahon popped his hand like a little baby and said, no, not yet. So, Kofi Kingston and Daniel Bryan. It is official. It's going to happen. Everything that has been happening to Kofi Kingston for the last two months Scratch, wipe clean, does not matter because the man has finally got the chance. Now, what if Kofi Kingston beats Daniel Bryan? What's going to happen? How is SmackDown Live going to treat its new champion? Now, we know because Triple H, Mr. Man, and Stephanie and Shane all said that there is no automatic rematch. So what's going to happen? It raises big questions, and that's what WWE likes to do. They like to give you the go-around and go-around and, and spin you in little circles to get you in your head saying, what is going to happen next? And that's what they are best at. That is what Vince McMahon has been doing for almost 40, 50-something years. And it works every single time. 
like I said, I am 27 years old. I have been a fan since I was probably seven. So 20-something years. And I discuss WWE with every day with somebody. And every time we talk WWE, we have to bring up the boss, Vince McMahon. Because you just don't know what's going to happen. So with this match, it is going to be physical. There's going to be a lot of emotion to it. And it's just going to be what the Miz would call awesome. So I have my prediction is that Kofi Kingston wins. Like I said, what if Kofi Kingston wins? My prediction? Kofi Kingston wins the match at WrestleMania 35 in New York. Smackdown Live on Tuesday night. The New Day comes out. Cele- uh, celebrates its its win. One of their members has finally reached the top of the mountain. And then... Evolution. Take back a couple years ago. Evolution when Randy Orton won the title. What happened? They celebrated. They loved it. Until Triple H's thumb went up, and he and Randy Orton was on Batista's shoulders, and then all of a sudden Triple H turned his thumb down. Meaning, game over, I'm not letting you, Randy Orton, stay in evolution and be the champion because my name is Triple H and I have a big ego. And that's just not how it's going to go with my group. Now obviously, personally, I don't know Triple H, but at the time... You're watching it on TV, you know it was all about Triple H's ego. How he wanted it done. So that's how I see SmackDown Live next Tuesday. New Day comes out. They celebrate. They're holding Kofi up. And then Xavier and Big E turn on him. Bing, bang, boom. Put him through a table. Something I think the New Day breaks up next Tuesday. It's going to be heartbreaking to some all the little kids, all the teenagers out there, and, I, and honestly, some of the adults who love to eat pancakes. But I think the new day breaks up this Tuesday. If not this Tuesday, very, very soon. Keep an eye on it, because I I see this feud with the new day. If it happens on Tuesday, I see it lasting up until SummerSlam if they break up. And and that's just my opinion, but it it just it, it's like poetic justice, okay. And I want to take a little time out to break. So I want to tell you about my buddy who actually got me turned on to uh, this podcast app. His name is Justin Bateman. He has his own podcast called WWE Mentality. Now he does know a lot. He knows a lot about wrestling. He's got a lot of back history of wrestling. He knows probably more than I do about what has happened in the past. He is definitely an Attitude Era guy, as well as I am, just a little bit, because I was born in 91. Um, but he, his podcast is called WWE Mentality. Head on over there, check his podcast out, let him know what you think, hit the favorite button, and like his and subscribe to his podcast. He's an awesome guy. He knows a lot. And if you like WWE or love WWE like the rest of us, then you'll really enjoy his podcast. So, what else is on the topic tonight? 
So, last but not least, the women's match. How big has this been built up for the past eight months? Let's just go back eight months. It's probably been probably been further, but let's go back eight months. Charlotte and Becky. Now, when I originally thought that this was not going to happen, there was no way they're going to put a triple threat match between Ronda, Becky, and Charlotte. Now, you go back to when Becky got hurt, she picked Charlotte to face Ronda. Now, I thought right then and there that this was going to be a big turnaround and a big setup for the four horsewomen to face the four horsewomen of UFC versus the four horsewomen of WWE. Now, if you're not familiar with the four horsewomen of WWE, it's Sasha, um, Becky, Charlotte, and Bailey. Now, that I think would have been an awesome segment at WrestleMania. Awesome build-up, awesome story, and it may still happen. But that's where I thought this was going to go. And I'm just going to go on record and say this whole, for the past three or four months, this whole Becky Lynch injury thing, they WWE did a really bad job at, at handling that and composing that and finishing out the storyline with that because all of a sudden her leg was fixed. There was no more crutch after she hit Charlotte and Ronda with the crutch a couple times. There was no crutch. And we see the, the injury storyline take place in WWE a lot. And this one was just poorly executed. And I really didn't enjoy it as a fan. I thought it was a slap in the face. And saying that you guys are just stupid. And we're just going to drag this thing out. I know that's not the way they composed it. but Or thought about it. But this... As a fan, that's what I saw and how I felt. Now, Charlotte needs to be in every main event ever. Whenever there's a women main event or even a men main event, Charlotte needs to be in there. She is the best wrestler, women wrestler in that company and in any company involving wrestling all over the world. Her last name is Flair. Yes, I know. But... (sighs) You can't judge somebody by their last name given their athleticism and their wrestling ability. Charlotte has proven over and over again, even at last year's WrestleMania when she faced Asuka and beat her for the first time ever. Um, need I remind you, Asuka was 50-something and O, or however many and O, probably more. Yeah, I guess more. But she had not lost a match, and Charlotte went in there and beat her. Now... We take away storylines with Charlotte because Charlotte is one of them freak of nature women who are so scary to watch as a wrestler because, one, you don't know what's going to happen. Two, what you know is going to happen, she's going to be spectacular at it. And she's going to show up every single night at a live event, at a Raw event, at a SmackDown event, and give her best. So like I said, you can't judge her on her last name. Yes, her dad is Rick freaking Flair. We all love Rick Flair. Why do we hate Charlotte Flair right now? Because WWE is giving her a push of a lifetime, and WWE Universe is probably tired of it because ever since she got in, she got that automatic push. So with this match, Ronda versus Becky Lynch versus Charlotte, I really would. I really wish this would have been just a uh, singles match with Ronda and Charlotte, 
because I'm not a Becky fan. I don't believe in this man movement. Um, I get it. I get the storyline, but I just don't believe in the man movement right now and don't really agree with it as a fan. So that leads me to what my prediction is for this match. And it's a winner take all women's uh, SmackDown Live Women's Championship match or championship and WWE Raw Championship, which Ronda holds and Charlotte holds. So well, Ronda holds the Raw, Charlotte holds the SmackDown, to be clear. But given WWE's track record, I think Becky walks out double champion. No doubt in my mind, the fans love her for some reason. I don't. Fans love her. And I can understand why, again, it's nothing personal, obviously. We don't know these people. Given a you know, fan's point of view, I want Charlotte to win. Charlotte needs to hold both championships. She needs to still be the queen. And Ronda just needs to go ahead and leave and do whatever she wants to do. Play the saxophone, be a sax addict, do whatever it is that she wants to do. She's put in her time. She did great her first year. All of her matches are are decently to watch. And she just needs to go ahead and go. Let Charlotte reign supreme and it just be over with. So my prediction for this is Charlotte puts on a match of a lifetime as always. Beats Ronda and Becky. Or maybe we see a four horse women thing from UFC. Maybe they came out. Shayna Baszler and the two other girls that come over from UFC and that are now training in NXT and or maybe even wrestling. Um, but maybe we see that, you know, and maybe that's a SummerSlam match where Charlotte, Becky, Sasha, and Bayley all fight the four horsewomen of UFC in SummerSlam. I don't really know. I'd like to see it, honestly. Like I said, I, I had planned on this a couple months ago that this was going to happen for this WrestleMania. If it happens at SummerSlam... Hey, all power to you. I I think it'd be a great great match. Maybe they can headline SummerSlam. And but as far as this match goes right now, given the way Raw ended last week where they all went in handcuffs and um all got their mug shots, you know, and let's just be honest. If you're going to hire fake cops, let's make sure they can act. You know, let's make sure they look like cops. Those outfits those cops were wearing on Monday looked like you bought them from the damn dollars, Dollar Tree. The one woman, the one cop, was, was telling them to calm down, and she had a plain look on her face. Now, we all know that if it was a real cop, obviously there'd be more tension in the air and more tension as far as facial expressions go. But let's just get... Let's, if we're going to do that angle, let's get better... Come on, WWE, let's get better. You were in Washington, D.C. Let's just hire real ones. I mean, they can take a punch too, right? I mean, I mean, come on. But anyway, I see Charlotte winning this match, hopefully, and winner take all. They're going to steal the show. They are the main event of WrestleMania 35. Now, if you're a fan, like I've been saying, of WWE... You look at this as, why the hell? Well, I'll tell you why the hell. Because the woman movement has been 
It started at WrestleMania 32 in Dallas, where they introduced the woman's belt. The women have been going on this three-year battle of trying to gain the power and the people by putting on great matches, by supporting their own, by bringing in Ronda Rousey, by pushing Charlotte Flair, by building up Becky Lynch, by putting the belt, the tag team belts on Sasha and Bayley. All the women in WWE for the last three years, and and I'm not just saying three years. It just hasn't been three years. It's been a long time coming back to Trish Stratus, Lita, Tori Wilson, Stacey Keebler. The women from the past have definitely helped build, no doubt have helped build the women now. And the women now are taking over. So get used to it. I'm excited for it as a fan and just just to be able to watch women be so athletic and so driven men- mentally and physically and and just want more we've got to stop as far as a as a universe of people we've got to stop this sexism thing and just think that in the world of sports and entertainment and or entertainment women are just second to none that's not happening anymore people we as wwe fans are pulling behind these women because they are showing us that they can do it that they're there that they're at the peak they're at the top so let's really rally behind and really pay attention to these matches because they're pulling shit that the men are pulling so let's just get behind them. Let's let's enjoy this WrestleMania 35. Let's really get into the entertainment aspect of it because that's what wrestling is now. It's World Wrestling Entertainment, WWE. It's entertainment. And I cannot wait for WrestleMania 35 this Sunday. I'm going to wrap up my show. We went a little off topic. We went a little behind. Or went a little over. But I hope you enjoyed it. This is my first one ever. I enjoyed it. I feel like I'm talking to myself. And that's okay. Because I am talking about something I highly enjoy. And I highly love. And I can talk about this all day long. But I hope you as a fan. Have loved and enjoyed this podcast. Please subscribe. Drop some comments. Like I said. I'm on Twitter. At Jamie Wentz. I'm on Facebook. I have a Facebook page, uh, Team WWE OBX. Uh, if you can get in there, drop a comment, message me on Facebook at Ralph Wentz, and just tell me what you think. And that's all it takes. I hope everybody enjoys the rest of their night. I hope everybody enjoys tomorrow the WWE NXT TakeOver. I hope you enjoy on Saturday the Hall of Fame. And I hope you enjoy the Mega, the Sports and Entertainment Mega Force, WrestleMania 35. Enjoy, guys.